Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. I'm going to the grocery store today, not looking forward to it. And uh, this is getting incredibly, incredibly serious. And all the while, the Democrat Party is doing its level best to distract, distract, distract. Go after supposed uh, white supremacists. What else is the uh, federal government doing as an affront to our freedom? We got a proxy war with Russia to the tune of, well, $60 million, a billion dollars now, and it could be hundreds of billions of dollars. The $40 billion that they passed yesterday against the American, uh, the will of the American people, they did against the American people. They did it because it's a very gigantic money laundering scheme in one of the most corrupt countries in the entire world. That's what this is all about. This is about making Ukraine into a world-class money laundering scheme for uh, for all of the despots of the world. And unfortunately, now our politicians are the despots, too. It's kind of weird how that's happening. So we got that going on. Uh, let me see. The, the United States, uh, the Biden administration wants to cede our medical authority to the WHO, who got everything wrong with regard to uh, COVID. Uh, and it would essentially allow the WHO to declare any emergency at once and then require the nations of the world to lock down. And if the United States government, presumably the Biden administration, decides to march in lockstep with the WHO, uh, then, ladies and den- gentlemen, I give you the new world order we've all been talking about, although I haven't devoted a lot of time to it because uh, uh, some of it I consider to be conspiracy theory, but it's becoming incredibly real for all of us. Uh, you've got uh, three Democrat senators who want to make uh, Americans buy a license to get a firearm, which is uh, an affront to the, the uh, Second Amendment. I mean, not only that, it's, it's, not only, it's an assault. It's a, it's a filthy assault on the Second Amendment. You've got uh, the House passing a domestic terrorism bill to silence conservatives because they can't do it in any other way. They haven't been able to do it. They haven't been able to shut down speech enough, and the truth is coming out on a variety of things, and the left is getting curb-stopped, and so they are getting desperate. They are dying like movie vampires. They are dying like movie vampires. They are scratching and, and clawing and trying to bite and, and, uh, and, and bring you into the pits of Marxist hell with them. But you're not going. You're not going. I'm not going. And uh, I got to tell you, I think it's about time we stopped with this whole uh, Marcus of Queensbury rules kind of stuff because the left and the Democrat Party have been uh, pulling this stuff on us forever. And they have been punching us and knocking us and kicking us in every way, shape, or form. And until now, we've been pretty polite. Now, I am just not going to be verbally polite. Uh, and in case you haven't figured it out, I'm not going to be silenced. That's why I say things like, uh, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's always been that way because of the First Amendment. And uh, since when does a government agency decide what your opinion can be? Since when does the government decide uh, what is uh, uh, some sort of extremism? What is misinformation and disinformation? Uh, it, it honestly, this is all... 
the left's last dying throws. The class of 1968, the moist dream of the class of 1968, is going down in flames. And so, and last night I was watching a, a lot of different news uh, outlets, and, and they are echoing the same thing that I said over a week ago. And that is, as the left incurs more losses, the more ugly this is going to get as we approach the midterms. And they know they've already lost. They are going to do everything that they have planned for wrecking America with regard to the economy, with regard to personal freedom, with regard to freedom of speech. They are going to do it all by hook or by crook by November. And they've really put their foot on the accelerator in the last couple of days. Yesterday, we heard some uh, hearings on Capitol Hill where Josh Hawley confronted Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm about uh, rising energy costs. We're going to get into that. Yesterday also, we heard from the Native American Cabinet Secretary, the first Native American Cabinet Secretary in history. The reason why she got that job is because, well, the first Native American. Uh, that's that's what it was all about. It was about checking boxes. Uh, it was also about checking like really radical Marxist ideology, and I'll show you exactly what I mean in just one second. And I have a quote from her that was actually brought out by a Democrat senator yesterday that will stop you in your tracks, that will make this become very, very real for you if it is not already. And for 90% of us, it's already real. For people like Nancy Pelosi and Whoopi Goldberg, they don't know what's real yet because they live in gated communities and they have tons and tons and tons of money. They are the oligarchy. They are the, the uh, bourgeois. They are the ruling class. And we are the proletariat. We are the ruled. And all they care about is that we get enough to sustain ourselves and pay taxes. And they're the ones who live high on the hog. We'll get to all of this on the show. But uh, this is the big headline from yesterday, and this is CNN. This is CNN yesterday. Listen carefully. We also asked folks to get a sense about how things are going in the U.S. And look at this, Aaron. 65% of Americans in our brand new CNN poll tonight say they are concerned about how things are going in the U.S. Only 4% excited, 10% optimistic. Even one in five say that they are scared. So about 86% of us are scared or concerned about the future of the country. Have you ever heard that statistic in our country? Now, this is 86% of all of us. And the remarkable thing is that Joe Biden, when he was uh, running for office, he said he was going to bring us together. That was a lie. That's a Democrat talking point to get someone propelled into office so they can become what they really are and try the crap that they're trying on us right now. All right. It was a lie. We all know that now. But the great thing is he did bring us together. He brought liberals and conservatives together. We'll never bring the left we will never bring the left to the fore. We will never bring uh, radical uh, Nazi-esque types into the fore. Uh, but I will tell you that we are coming together on the price of gas, on the price of food, on our children, uh, in school, not being sexualized, being not being taught how to hate each other, and uh, not being taught that the country 
is an awful, awful place rather than being the greatest instrument of individual and uh, economic liberty in the history of mankind. So all of that is going on, and that's what's bringing together. And that's what I'm saying to my my friends who uh, vote Democrat. Maybe, you know, maybe we can come together on this, on freedom of speech, uh, which, you know, many on the left will not be down with because uh, they want to shut down any dissenting opinion. They have decided that dissent is disinformation. But a lot of us are willing to come together on things like I just said, on schools, on not sexualizing our children, not letting uh, boys compete with girls and curb stomp them, uh, the price of gas, the price of groceries and formula. All of that is on the show, and we're going to have some fun today. But this should say it all. When it comes to uh, the, the price of gas in the country... Those those of you who are surprised that perhaps, well, I can't believe that my uh, my gas is now costing $4.50. I can't believe my diesel is now costing $6 a gas. Now, last night I went to a cigar gathering. I was hanging out with a bunch of people at a little cigar store near me. And uh, and we're hanging around and we're just talking. And there were black and white and, and, and yellow and all sorts of people there. It didn't matter. And we all came together. We had a delightful discussion about what's happening in the world. And this one guy says, yeah, man, you know, I've got this old Yukon Denali. I drive it. It's a 2003. I'm like, what? Hey, boy, that, that man's living high on the hog. You know, he's got a Yukon Denali. Oh, wait, it's uh, 20, 19 years old. That's actually 20 years old if you look at the model year. And he says, yeah, I used to fill up for about $40 a gallon. Now it's $95 a gallon. Then I talked to another guy who's a, he's a truck driver. He, he called, his name is Schnitter. Schnitter, I think is what his name is. <laughs> and I said, uh, what do you do? I'm a long-haul trucker. And he drives to Florida right now. He's going to be driving to uh, Colorado uh, or Utah, Utah uh, here in the in the summer, and then he'll return to drive into Florida. And I asked him how that was working for him, and he goes, "Well, you know, it's not too bad unless you're putting twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars into your truck." But here is Joe Biden. This is uh, this is a little montage of Joe Biden and where he wanted the price of gas to go when he was elected. So if you're surprised by any of this, uh, you're an Place idiot. For fossil fuels, including coal and fracking. In a Biden administration? No, we would, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee you, we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. new pipeline infrastructure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. New and, pipeline, and, and, exactly. And... No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against uh, any more oil drilling or gasoline on federal lands no one's gonna build a coal-fired planet he doesn't care about you he doesn't care about how much you're suffering i can't make that any clearer again and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now have a transition from the oil industry yes would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. There you go, kids. Again, if you're surprised by any of this, you haven't been paying attention or you're a complete moron. I'm just going to say, now, now, could you turn around from being a moron? Sure, yeah, yeah maybe, sure. There, there's a possibility of redemption. I mean, there's all sorts of people who've, who've made the change, realized how bad the Democrat Party is for people, and they started this thing called the walk-away movement, which was banned by Facebook the, uh, the day after the election. Half a million people, mostly people of color, leaving the Democrat Party, moving away from that ship. But it was banned by Facebook. 
So, yes, yes, there is redemption for those who believed in the Democrat Party. We can uh, walk together and we could turn the damn country around and make it better for our children and be able to feed our families and fill our car with gas. But yesterday, Interior Secretary Deb Holland, who we've not met before, she, uh, she checked the box, by the way. She's a uh, first Native American uh, cabinet secretary. Uh, she's a woman. I just thought of it. Is she a lesbian? Is a lesbian or trans? Anything on that? I'm getting a thumbs down. So only two boxes, unlike uh, Jean-Pierre Jean-Bilgeon, the new uh, press secretary who's an uh, immigrant, lesbian, woman, amputee. Now, what is she? She said something black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's an immigrant, lesbian, black woman. That's uh, four things. This person is only a Native American woman. There's no trans. There's no uh, bi. There's no LGBTQRSTU. It's just Deb Holland, Native American. Uh, not sure which tribe. But uh, here she is yesterday being uh, asked by Joe Manchin the plan for next year. Now, realize that uh, you know federal land was shut down from drilling. The Keystone XL was shut down from drilling. We became energy dependent once again. Prices uh, for gasoline almost doubled before the Russian invasion into Ukraine. And by the way, now we are pumping billions of dollars into the most corrupt uh, country in the world. One of the most corrupt countries in the world that American politicians have already reaped enormous financial gain from, i.e. the Bidens, the Biden crime family. But uh, this is the exchange uh, with regard to where they want the country to go and where the gas prices are going to go. Listen carefully. Secretary Holland, I don't know. You all just put out a statement. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from y'all's office. This is that they are going to cease all drilling, all fossil fuel production on federal land next year. That's what they want to do. So it looks like you are on to shut everything down. Did you know you all put this? On? I, I am. I am sorry. I. I am sitting in this hearing and and not. My God, somebody. Well, what the hell are you sitting here for? What the hell is your ass in that seat for? If you're not going to respond to this, listen again. Secretary Holland, I don't know. You all just put out a statement. And by the way, I don't give a rat's behind if you're purple green. I don't care if you're you're Inuit. I don't care if you're Asian. I don't care if you're Russian. I don't give a rat's behind. Answer the damn question and do your jam job. The U.S. Department of Interior just put out a statement. And the statement basically says a proposed program is not a decision to issue specific leases or to authorize any drilling or development. This is from y'all's office. So it looks like you are on this shut everything down did you know shut everything down you all put this on. I, I, I am i am sorry i i am sitting in this hearing and and not my god somebody it shuts it down it shows, it shows what your intent is unbelievable that's joe manchin speedling joe manchin is uh is a, a democrat and certainly uh, uh left of center but even he is gobsmacked by this. This is the secret plan. There was another secret plan, too, that was just unveiled three weeks ago. It was a uh, disinformation bureau to shut down free speech. So what they want to do is they want to wreck the country from within. And then if you say anything about it, they're going to label you a white supremacist. 
That's why the FBI, months and months ago, that's why the AG said, oh yeah, white supremacy is the biggest threat to America. Well, guess what? White supremacy is what they were calling conservatism on America's campuses for years, and now they're bringing it to the real world. Hey guys, it's Carson. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yeah. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boon of our generation? That's why I want you to visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson goldco.com slash rob carson because when you do you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver since you are a listener to this show you could get ten thousand dollars or more in free silver this is a rare opportunity so don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings visit goldco.com slash rob carson that's goldco.com slash rob carson today Don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Let's go to James in Albuquerque. Hello there, James. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Thank you for taking my call. Look, uh, Deb Holland, she's from the great communist state of New Mexico. She was uh, a a congresswoman here until the dead body in the White House put her in that position she's in now. Yeah. Look, her uh, her nickname when she was running for Congress was, uh, and plus when she was at the at the Capitol, the state Capitol, she was uh, DWI Deb is what they called her because she has a ton of DWIs. In oh, the- really? Yeah. So she's not. You know, you mentioned what is she? Is she a lesbian? All these other things. She's a freaking drunk. <laughs> okay, is that are we going to add that to the list? So she's a Native American woman, and she just happens to be drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, she was probably drunk. Uh, that's why she couldn't answer the question. Her brain is so fogged up with all the she, alcohol in her system. She might have a little sauce going there in, in a cup like they do on American yeah, Idol. Our state, <laughs> our state has so much. Yeah, exactly. Like American Idol, like uh, what was her name? The gal that was always drunk. Oh, yeah. Her, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paula Abdul. Yeah, she had a little Paula sauce Abdul, in the old cup yeah. there. And, and you know, our state has tons of oil. We're like at the top five or top three of oil producing yeah and uh you would think she would uh but she's a communist you know all the democrats are communists they just they just don't want nothing to do with uh saving our country or or anything for we the people you know yeah it's kind of funny you you say that she she drove drunk and she's driving us to drink it's kind of weird that way james exactly i mean i may have a drink now just watching her or listening to her you know but it's do me do me a favor james she is i just wanted to put that out there to let the people know where she came from all right my bro thanks thanks for the phone call do appreciate it just don't hold the drink until it's five o'clock somewhere uh preferably in the continental united states uh because otherwise you've got a problem anyway (laughs) yeah 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 that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. And, and they, they are going to try to drag us down. They are going to try everything they've dreamed of before November because their dreams end in November. And there is going to be the worst route in American political history. And I'm hearing this more and more echoed throughout the media that there will be the biggest route in American history. And I have posited this, and I did this A year ago, I said the Democrat Party, after the slaughter, the coming slaughter in November, are going to have to become introspective, which they won't and they never do. 
What they do is they take a beat down, then they scheme, and they think what they can do the next time. I don't know, like stealing an election and getting an oligarch involved with a half a billion dollars like Mark Zuckerberg and put up uh, uh, ballot boxes all over the place and shut down counting on the night of the election at, at the exact same time in five battleground states. That's what they do. They never learn because the Democrats throughout its entire history, the Democrat Party has never been a force for good. The only thing the Democrat Party has ever existed for is the Democrat Party. Again and again and again, they don't care. They were the party of slavery. They were the party of Jim Crow. They were the party that fought against suffrage with women being able to vote. They are the party of the Great Society. They are the party of abortion. They are all of those things. They are the party of Marxism. So if you look at America First Republicans and conservatives like me and uh, my friend Doug Mastriano running for governor and Donald Trump, if you look at us as extremists, then my God in heaven, how far left have you gone? This is an existential threat. I know we hear that a lot. Oh, yeah, guns are an extra. People having guns is an extra, extra you know. This and that is, as always, it's always some sort of exi- existential threat. This is an existential threat. If you don't have enough to eat, you will cease to exist. If you do not defend your border, you will cease to exist. If you do not defend your country in a world that would love to kill you, your children, and take your property, then you are doomed to cease existing. And there are people in this country, like Barack Obama, who said he wanted to fundamentally change America, which means that he hates America at its foundation, at its core. And the only thing he wants to do is reinvent it in the Marxist-Communist model, which has failed, 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 and left hundreds of millions of dead bodies in its wake. Josh Hawley had Jennifer Granholm on yesterday who has about as much uh, knowledge of the energy industry as energy secretary as I would running Tesla. Josh Hawley was asked, uh, uh, talked to her yesterday about gas prices, and uh, this is denial, denial, denial. And here's what your president did when he first came to office. He immediately re-entered the Paris climate. He's He's going to list all of the things that have caused what we're going through right now. We all know this is true. Do you know why? Because we're not freaking stupid. He canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He halted leasing programs in Anwar. He issued a 60-day halt on all new oil and gas leases and drilling permits on federal lands and waters. That's nationwide. That accounts, by the way, for 25% of U.S. oil production. He directed federal agencies to eliminate all supports for fossil fuels. And his interior secretary just said that all new leases for oil and gas on federal lands stop next year. And she didn't say a damned thing when she was confronted by that. He imposed new regulations on oil and gas and methane emissions. Those were all just in the first few days. Are you telling me that's had no effect? She's saying all of that had no effect. Listen. 94% of the oil and gas executives that were surveyed by the Dallas Fed said that administration policies had nothing to do with the increase in the price of oil. I'm not interested in opinions of these people. I'm interested in the the facts. Are you telling... Who give a rat's behind? 
They always come up with the, oh yeah, 17 uh, Nobel Prize winning economists say that uh, by spending lots and lots of federal money and billions of dollars in uh, stimulus, uh, th- that'll actually cause inflation to go down. Well, how well has that worked? Me, no oil that and gas. Poly- 51 intelligence uh, agency members said that the Biden laptop was a complete fallacy and that Russia collusion actually happened. Again, your statistics mean D word for Richard. Policies had no effect. Is I'm that your you testimony no that these policies had no effect? You? Are you telling you me, Madam Secretary, are you telling me under oath that these policies had no effect? I'm telling you that 94% of the oil and gas wow. industry... I'm not interested in their opinion. I'm interested in the no facts. So, no, they did not ask That is Vladimir a remarkable Putin statement. Ab- it is also a remarkable lie. Let me go ahead and say this, uh, play this again. This is Joe Biden before he was elected. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling... Barack Obama said when he was president that uh, maybe they moved a little too quickly to get our gas prices to European levels, like $10 a gas. He wished he would have eased it in a little bit. Well, uh, they're just trying to jam it down our throats once again. Including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee you. That's what the Interior Secretary just said. We're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yes. new pipeline infrastructure? Yes. And, new pipeline. And, and, exactly. and no more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've- <sighs> this has to stop. <laughs> this, this has to stop. It just has to stop. This is Biden advisor Brian Deese saying that uh, Biden doesn't really have a plan for lowering gas prices. Do you know why? Do you know why you would say that? Um, because Biden doesn't have a plan for lowering gas prices because it's not in the playbook. According to AAA, the average price of gas was $4 a gallon or higher in all 50 states for the first time ever. I know the steps that you've taken. I think you've actually been on the show to talk about opening, for example, the strategic oil reserves back at the end of March, et cetera, what the White House... And they did, and they're sending that oil to uh, to Europe. ...has was trying to do to bring prices down. Here we are now, middle of May. Do you have do you have more up your sleeve to try to help bring prices down at the pump? Or at this point, do you believe that the onus is squarely on these oil companies? No, you got to blame the oil companies, but you see, nobody believes that anymore. Well, absolutely. It's a challenging situation, and uh, too many Americans are heading to the pump and, and seeing prices that... Then do something about it, you idiot! ...are too high. Uh, it's important to understand what's happening in the market. Uh, when Putin invaded Ukraine, oh, Russian sh- oil came off the market. That was Shut up. In- Just shut up. Honestly. And, oh, and here is his interior secretary, the one who admitted yesterday that they are stopping new leases on federal land, which will drive the price of gasoline through the ceiling, diesel through the ceiling, to the point that we are going to experience a diesel shortage on the East Coast, and then we are going to experience a dramatic shortage in trucking, which means that the prices that you see in stores, if you have the goods next year, will be unaffordable. Here is the the interior secretary. Uh, couldn't say whether it's better to buy oil from Venezuela and ship it here rather than get it off of uh, our own lands. Is it more environmentally friendly to develop and produce oil and gas resources off the coast of Louisiana, or is it more environmentally friendly to develop those resources, say, in Venezuela? 
are in another- they know it's worse to get the oil from venezuela but what they're going to do is they're going to stop all exploration on our lands and then they're going to shut off imports from venezuela that's what they're going to do they're going to placate you for a while they're going to get you used to six eight ten dollar gas then they're going to cut off the spigot other country abroad in terms of emissions in terms of climate um, Senator, what I can say is that um, I think here in our country we care deeply about workers. Uh, but that's not my question. This is Deb Holland. I want you to listen to her. She's the Interior Secretary of the United States. And in, in the just the, the brief time that I played some of her audio today, uh, it has been proven, I believe we could say without a doubt, that she is completely and utterly incompetent. My question is, what has the lowest emissions profile? Using Louisiana, our American workers in the outer continental shelf off the Gulf, with American companies and American regulations, are Venezuelan standards and Venezuelan crude? The answer is obvious, and it is actually a truth. Uh, there is no disinformation or misinformation about this. What he is saying is true. It makes more sense for us to use our own resources than it does to go to another country. That's just the truth. Senator, I'm I'm not an economist or an engineer or a scientist. Oh, okay. Well, you know, you're not a woman. Uh, you don't know if you're a woman either because you're not a biologist. What the hell? Are you kidding me? You're the interior secretary. ...are Venezuelan standards and Venezuelan crude. Senator, I'm I'm not an economist or an engineer or a scientist, um, but with respect, I'm almost out of time, and I and I get a sense that this question is not going to be answered straightforward. Go back to Emi Academia. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of government. Back to academia with you, where you can still sit around and mentally masturbate about all this nonsense, rather than trying to bring it to the fore and drive our country into hell. What are you going to do when the gas is $6 a gallon? You want to talk about an existential threat to families? And I have said before that the next crisis, after COVID, fuel, then food. And who's going to help out people when they don't have food and fuel? Ooh, the government. That's what they want to do. They want to create another dependent class. They want to bail you out. They want to help you out. It's not going to work this time. You had to wait... Uh, you know, 10 months to get a $1,400 check from the government for COVID, even though the government wrecked the country and the economy because of COVID restrictions. They're going to do the same thing. And then uh, the Democrats, uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, wants to uh, introduce uh, uh, price controls. So price controls. Now, if you ever thought that, uh, have you ever seen uh, some of the footage of people going into a grocery store in Venezuela with a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a, a, a you know, a, a loaf of bread, will it get that bad? I don't know, because I've never seen it this bad before. When policy makes it difficult and, or impossible for producers to raise their prices, it reduces the incentive for companies to produce goods and services or to innovate, just as you and I are motivated to show up at work each day by the promise of a paycheck, so too are companies motivated to show up by the promise of profits. When the opportunity for profit is constrained, the inevitable result is constrained production, which will result in shortages. And as the short, uh, current shortages in baby formula are so tragically illustrating, shortages can be even more problematic than high prices. And it's coming to a store near you. A friend of mine who does a terrific uh, uh, Donald Trump impersonation, Sean Farish, he did a video. He went into a, a store in Long Island the other day, a grocery store.
And he was in there doing this, uh, this parody as Donald Trump, and he's walking through, and he's doing the Donald Trump, and, oh, look at this with Joe Biden and this. And then he broke character and said, this isn't funny. Because it wasn't just the aisle that he was on to start the bit. When he went to the next aisle and he saw those shelves were empty as well, that's when it got serious. And if, if you wonder where this came from, listen to this. Under my plan uh, of a cap-and-trade system, electricity rates would necessarily skyrocket. So could the high prices help us? I think that I would have preferred a gradual adjustment. In two th- ah, there we go. 2008, you supported ramping up gas prices. Somehow, we have to figure out how to boost the price of gasoline to the levels in Europe where it is now more than $10 a gallon. Did you just hear that? That's the dream, kids. That's the dream. And right now, they are about to make their dream and our nightmare come true. The left wants you not to eat red meat. The left wants you to get your uh, one pound of rice and four pounds of beans like they do in Cuba. You don't believe me? Listen to Barack Obama in 2008. We can't uh, drive our SUVs and, you know... Eat as much as we want and keep our homes on, you know, 72 degrees at all times. <laughs> and then just expect that every other country is going to say, okay. Yeah, this is the guy who just bought two beachfront properties, even though he says that the oceans are rising. One in Martha's Vineyard and one in Hawaii. And he's telling you what you can and cannot eat. This is classic socialism slash communism, kids. And uh, this bleep ends now. It has to. You know, um, this is where we can come together. We heard earlier that CNN says 86% of us are concerned or frightened or scared about the future of the country. We can come together on this for our country and for our children because most of you are not radical environmentalists who have gauged ears and smell like pot and patchouli and go to uh, go to uh, protest because you don't have a job and sleep in a tent and, uh, and and ride a bike you will never be able to ride a bike to work if you have to commute you will never ride a stupid bus to go to Home Depot and get supplies for your house because the idea is stupid. Uh, all of these things. These are the things that we can come together on. And maybe that's why this show came along when it did. Because we are facing some things that I've never seen before, and we have to stop them. Gas stations in Washington. A uh, major 76 gas stations. It's, it's 76 is the name of the company. They are reprogramming their pumps to make room for double-digit pricing, meaning $10. In March, they had single-digit programming. A spokesperson at 76 confirmed to the post-millennial that the pumps were reprogrammed to allocate for double-digit pricing. Oh, by the way, they were also out of gas in stations in Kennewick, Pasco, and West Richmond, or Richland, I should say. They're all running out of fuel, with the exception of there is some diesel, if you can afford it. Residents of the Tri-Cities are scrambling to find fuel in a local Facebook group. Members reported that 10 stations are currently out of fuel, which include multiple Circle Ks and Exxons. At the time of the report, the AAA estimated that the average price for a gallon of regular fuel in Washington is 518 
This is my friend Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax. He did a, a delightful job on this, covering what's happening in the country uh, and the coming fuel and uh, and food crisis. Here he is talking about $10 gas. This administration, of course, rarely concerns itself with the needs of its own people, right? I mean, that's not what they do. Such concern, the American government being concerned for Americans, would probably be labeled xenophobic by the furthest left reaches of that party. Because they hate America. They showed you their lack of concern for you this week when we discovered huge stockpiles of American-made baby formula in Poland and at our southern border. And across the border in Mexico. Basically, American-made baby formula is everywhere except for the store that you shop at. What about Canada? Anybody heard anything from Canada? Are we the only country in the world to have a baby formula shortage? It appears so. Don't you feel better? Aside from food, this country is also on the cusp of an energy crisis. It already costs a fortune to drive your car to heat and cool your house. Imagine a situation just a few months from now where both of those expenses have doubled or maybe tripled. Think about that. It's becoming more likely every day. This week we learned that some gas stations are preparing for the possibility of $10 gas. For people driving SUVs and pickup trucks, you'd be talking about $250 for a tank of regular gas. But China is taking care of itself by buying all of our grain. The high cost of staple foods has already raised the number of people who cannot be sure of getting enough to eat in the world by 440 million, up to 1.6 billion people. Nearly 250 million people on this planet are on the brink of famine. Many countries are preparing for food shortages. As we just told you, India is hoarding its own supply, whatever reason they may have, China is also hoarding massive amounts of corn and other grains. From last month, quote, China made another large buy of U.S. corn to start the week, and market analysts say food security concerns are driving the country's increased appetite for commodities. USDA confirmed a flash sale on Monday that totaled over a million metric tons of corn by China. So while you can't get baby formula and while your shelves are empty and while your lifestyle, your ability to provide for your family is disappearing into the distance, China's buying up our grain wholesale. There are indications more than half the world's corn and grains are being hoarded by China. Well, what do you know? A nation that accounts for about 20% of the world's population. Here in the United States, as expected, your leaders are hoarding practically nothing. In fact, Tony Blinken said just yesterday, while admitting that we are on the brink of a food crisis, that, of course, as you would expect, America is happy to send another $215 million worth of your food to Ukraine. After $40 billion in military aid, that's not for the military. Some of it is, but a lot of it is not. We meet during what is the greatest global food security crisis and you never let a great crisis go to waste if you're a marxist of our time today given the urgency of the crisis we're announcing another 215 million dollars in crisis. new emergency food another crisis and you know we had a crisis with covid that seems to be making a comeback just in time for the united states to cede authority to the who when it comes to uh, uh medical crises yeah, kind of weird that way. Let's go to Rob in Baltimore. Hello there, Rob, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. You going to the Preakness there, my friend? Uh, no, no, I'm not a big horse race fan. <laughs> I love your show. We listen every day. Thank you, bro. And uh, I just wanted to suggest to you. Bro.
that whoever the next administration is, whether it's Trump or another conservative, that as many crises as there are internationally, you know, gas prices, inflation, all that, the number one priority is going to have to be getting this federal bureaucracy and the Congress under control. Because I think Trump actually was overwhelmed by the swamp. He didn't realize how deep it went. And if we don't do that, we're going to lose our rights. We're going to lose free elections. We're going to lose the right to control our own finances. This country is going to be done. Now, Rob, bureaucracy and the Congress under control. Now, you think about this, Rob. Uh, uh, Donald Trump took, um, you know, people attacked him uh, wholesale for for almost five years, for five, for five years uh, during the campaign and during his presidency. Donald Trump made it an official rule for every new rule uh, passed by, the, by uh, every new regulation, two would go away. He was able to succeed doing that. He was able to make us energy de- independent again. He was able to lower unemployment rates to record levels, particularly for blacks, Hispanics, and get more women in the workforce. All of those things he was able to do while he was being investigated for two faux false uh, scandals and two impeachments, Rob. So when he does get back into office, I, I would hope that he would say we need at least maybe a 10%, maybe a 20 to 25% overall cut of the federal bureaucracy. That means firings, go back to the private sector, find a job like the rest of us, but we have got to wean down this government, both uh, by numbers, by cost, and by regulation, 100%. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.